Uh, today is also Palm Sunday. So Palm Sunday is the preparation Sunday before uh, we come to Good Friday and, uh, and Easter Monday. So it's uh, in most script, uh, Bibles, you'll see there, it's headed the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And today, we will have triumphers. We will triumph over the enemy. Hallelujah. And so I want us to go to Matthew 21. Matthew 21. It says that now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethji uh, at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a cord with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he'll send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a cord, the fall of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the cord, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and from the trees and spread them uh, on the road. Then the multitudes went before, and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Then Jesus went to the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Hallelujah. So that's the, the triumphant entry of Jesus to Jerusalem that we celebrate today being Palm Sunday. Our message today is the overcoming power of a believer. The overcoming power of a believer. When we look at that scripture, we find that traditionally Palm Sunday we celebrate it. I remember in the village we just used to carry the palm branches or twigs or whatever and, you know, walk around with them, swing them, you know, wave them. And basically, say we have had Palm Sunday in a way. But I want you to see that it was more than that. It wasn't just about tree branches. Jesus took what he needed. Remember he said, sent two disciples, said, you go lose a donkey and bring it to me. Amen. So, we see in that triumphant walk that he got resources that he needed for the kingdom of God at that moment. Amen. We also have crowns recognizing him as Jesus, as Jesus the Messiah. They call him son of David. What is that? They, were, they, they received the revelation of who really he was. And then we see that when he came to the temple, he drove out 
the money changes and people who are causing chaos and restored his temple to proper worship and prayer. He said, my house will be called a house of what? Prayer. You've turned it into a marketplace. And so he drove them out. And then we see finally that he healed the lame and the blind. Hallelujah. So there is triumphant today. <laughs> there is victory today for you. Resources are being loosed to come to you. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. On that Palm Sunday, he loosed resources. Amen. He loosed resources for the kingdom of God. And we see that today you walk in a greater measure of revelation of the Messiah. Hallelujah. Today your life is going to be changed. You walk in new revelation. That's all about Palm Sunday. Hallelujah. We see that he, he restored worship. Whatever has been interfering with your prayer and worship of God is restored to you this Palm Sunday in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And he healed the lame and opened the eyes of the bride. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So it wasn't, I was, my point is, it wasn't just about twigs of, 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 of trees. It was victory over the enemy. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Jesus changes not. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is here to change you and me. Amen. Today you'll be changed if you receive his word. Jesus prevailed in every situation. He was never ever defeated in any matter. He came to show us how to walk in victory. Church, just take a moment and think about this Palm Sunday. This crowd that was shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Jesus knew by Friday they will be crucifying him. Jesus knew these disciples who are around him. By Friday, they'll have disappeared from his life. They'll have, they'll, they'll have been scattered by fear. Jesus knew that. But look at him. He didn't turn around and tell them, you, are, you guys are all hypocrites. I don't want to see none of you. No, no. His mind, his focus was on what God has said. He was not moved by the environment around him. He kept his focus on what the word of God said, so he did what he did because that is what God told him to do. Today, what are you doing? Are you distracted by news of COVID this, COVID that? Jesus has never changed. He is ever constant. He is ever doing the will of God. What are you saying now? What are you saying today? And I want us to take some time and focus on this life of victory. Hallelujah. The word is our whip to drive Satan out of our lives. The word, the word. Remember Jesus drove out the money changes using a whip. And I want us to make a confession here of something I saw, uh, a confession that I saw uh, on social media from 
Charles Cup ministry, uh, I want to go through it right now. I, and I want you to pray this prayer with me. I want you to put your focus on the word of God, what he says about your healing. Listen to this. This is what he says. Confession for the immune system. Confession for the immune system. Whatever you are watching us, whether you've been diagnosed with COVID or not, whether you have any kind of bodily ailment or not, I want you to make this confession of faith, putting your focus on God. Say this, immune system, listen to me. You are filled with the wisdom of God. You know good from evil, right from wrong. You resist the destroyer and embrace and accept the good. You neither overreact nor underreact, but effectively destroy every pathogen and abnormal cell, all the microorganisms in my body are balanced and healthy and colonize the exact locations for optimal health. Life prevails in every cell of my body and there is no death. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickens and makes me alive every cell in my body. I live out the full span of my life in health and accomplish all that God has for me. Shout amen to our God. That's what you put in your mouth. Glory be to God. It doesn't matter what the text say. It doesn't matter what is going on around us. You put that confession. You see, this COVID thing is about the immune system. is overreacting. is underreacting. You talk to that system. Tell it, you are of God. You line up now. Listen to me. You respond properly. Hallelujah. And destroy COVID. Amen. Let's go to 1 John 5. I'll read... We read verse 1, and then 4 and 5, then 9 to 13. Just a couple of select scriptures here. Are we there? First John 5. Right, verse 1 says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. Amen? Now we go to verse 4. For whatever, hallelujah, this is shouting ground, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Verse 5. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now I ask you, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? So the Bible says you are a world overcomer. You are a COVID overcomer in the name of Jesus. You are a poverty overcomer. 
doesn't matter whether there is a lockdown or not. Since you are an overcomer. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 9 now. In verse 9, it says, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he has, he has testified of his Son. He who believes in the Son of God, that is you and me, has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. God has given us what? Eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He, was, he who does not have the Son of God does not have life, right? Uh, verse, is that verse 13? That's verse 12. Right. So, what are we saying here? The overcoming life. Let me, let me read also verse 13. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Just wanted to uh, extend that. See, see, verse 13 talks about you believe and continue to believe. Hallelujah. You believe before the test. You continue to believe after the test. Amen. You believe before you have any symptoms. You continue believing. Even, you have any, even if you have any systems. What are you believing? That you have eternal life. What is eternal life? It's the life of God. This life of God is your, your and my answer to everything in this world. Why are we overcoming the world? Because we have what? Eternal life. How did we receive this eternal life? We believed in the Son of God. And we continue believing in the Son of God. Now what happens? We become world overcomers. Hallelujah. You follow the process? That's where the overcoming power is. Eternal life, uh, let me give, this is an illustration. Eternal life is like the Indian Ocean. It has no end. The life on this earth, natural life, is like taking a drop of water and dropping it in the Indian Ocean. Will the drop of water make any impact on the ocean? No. So when the virus, which is, does the virus have eternal life? No. It's, it's destroyed by soap. You just wash your hands. It destroys the virus. So the virus doesn't have eternal life. Bacteria don't have eternal life. They, they die. So when it comes across the eternal life, it dies. But how? See, we got to continue in this eternal life. Let, let's go to, uh, if you go to chapter 4 of that, of that uh, John, chapter 4, uh, Chapter 4, verse 2. We can look at that quickly. Chapter 4, verse 2 says, but the, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist, 
which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, you who is watching us, you are of God and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. Do you see that? So how am I overcoming? Because the life of God in me is greater than anything else. Hallelujah. And so I am able to do what? To overcome. But how this introduces something else. It says what? When you confess, when you confess Jesus as the Son of God, what are you doing? You are taking on what? Eternal life. And then that life, my continued confession, takes me from one level of victory to another. Going back to what Elder Luth ministered to us so powerfully on tithes and offering, focus on the word of God. What are you saying in this season? You know, Pastor Davis spoke about fear and wonders about, about uh, um, being overcome by fear. If you look at John 16, 33 in the Amplified Classic says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you'll have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Hallelujah. Take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. Let's read the next statement together. I have deprived it of the power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Hallelujah. That's eternal life. Jesus is saying we don't need to walk around fearful of what will happen. Fearful of what anybody says. We are to be cheerful because we have this overcoming life. Jesus is my safety. Say that with me. Say Jesus, his life in me is my safety. Hallelujah. So the question then becomes, remember verse 9 of John 5 says, this is the witness of God about the Son and that that is a greater witness. What is the witness of God? In Matthew 18, 17, the Amplified Classic says, And thus, thus he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases. Hallelujah. Let me read that again. Jesus' ministry, this is the witness of God, that he himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and bore our diseases. That is what God has said about Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, link that back to 1 John 5, 9. It says, we have received the witness of men, but the witness of God is greater. So we are not denying what the test results say about Pastor David. But we are saying Jesus himself, 
Hallelujah. Took our infirmities and bore them away. And by his stripes we are healed. That's the greater witness. So you look at the symptoms and say, all right, I recognize there is a witness here about symptoms. But I have a greater witness. And the greater witness is this, eternal life is in me. How do I activate it? By saying it. By focusing on it. By looking to the word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> I was thinking it's amazing that, uh, uh, you know, this virus is spreading as people talk. Isn't that strange? <laughs> the more people talk and saliva is everywhere, the, the thing goes viral. Have you ever heard of people posting something and they say it has gone viral? <laughs> That's what the virus is doing. But we kill it the same way. We speak words of victory. Hallelujah. So the question is, which witness do you believe? Do you believe the witness of men? Or do you believe the witness of God? Our healing, our victory, our ability to overcome has nothing to do with how weak or strong we are feeling. It has nothing to do with what kind of disease is trying to attack us. It has nothing to do with who is opposing us. It has everything to do with what do you believe? What am I saying? It's God versus Satan. It's God versus what men are saying. When I agree with God, I become a witness that establishes the testimony of God over my life. Hallelujah. And over my loved ones. And over my city. And over this church. And over this nation. Hallelujah. So I take a stand. There will always be, you see Jesus said in the world, you'll face tribulation. You'll face viruses. You'll face economic hardships. The question is, where is my confession? Where am I aligning myself with? Which side am I on? Whose report do I believe? And today, we believe the report of the Lord. Amen. Today, we are being changed to overcome every situation. In first, uh, so, we, we, we are talking about we are not to be like the world. Let's go to 1 John 4, 2, 5. Back to um, 1 John 4, 2 to 5. It says, you have God... Uh, no, not... Okay. By this, let's go to verse 4. It says, you have God, little children, and overcome them, because he who is, in the, is, who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Yeah? Let's go to verse 5. They are of the world... Listen, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. You see that? They speak as what? The world. What does the world talk about? Death, defeat. It's talking like the world. That's how the world is programmed. Amen? So, don't talk like the world. The world has rejected Jesus. The world has said Jesus is not a savior. They won't accept him. But us who have believed that Jesus is our savior, we have received eternal life. 
So we can change by changing the way we are talking, then we are influencing the events around us. Amen. You remember Pastor Davis gave us this, this scripture word, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Amen. Forces of life and death are released as we speak. Passover celebrates the deliverance of the Hebrews from the slavery and captivity in Egypt. Amen? That's what Passover celebrates. It celebrates Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt. Let's go to Exodus chapter 7. You see something here. Exodus chapter 7 in the King James Version. I want to show you something here about words. Look at this. So the Lord, and the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh that he send the children of Israel out of his land. All right? So, Moses was not equipped with an AK-47. He wasn't equipped with jet bombers. He wasn't equipped with uh, a bazooka. You know a bazooka? Yeah, I don't know. It sounds so big, a bazooka. I don't know what it is, but it sounds, <laughs> sounds dangerous. What Moses did was to walk into Pharaoh's compound and say what? Let my people go. Hallelujah. The entire army of Egypt could not stop the children of Israel living once Moses started saying what God has said. Hallelujah. That, that's, that's the power of words. I want you to see that. So when we are talking about uh, Passover, we are talking about the words of Moses and as the children of Israel acted on them, they caused their deliverance from Egypt. Amen? Here is my point. There is nothing that can hold you back in captivity if you start speaking what God has said. Amen? And so we, 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 we see that, uh, as I say, in Proverbs 6, 2, it says what? You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Amen. Your mouth, not my mouth. Because you got to watch what I'm saying about my situation. I influence my specific situation more than what other people are saying. Now it's important if all people cooperated and they say the same thing as me. But I am responsible for my words. Amen. As I said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 8, 18, 21. And in James 3, uh, I, we, we won't go reading there. But it tells us about how the, the, the tongue controls our life. Like the way a radar controls the ship in the sea. So that my life outcomes in 2021 have nothing to do with COVID. 
COVID is not what is controlling my life. It is what I'm saying that is controlling my life. You got to see that. You remember, uh, there is a, a, a story in the papers, I don't know whether you've seen it, but there, there's a ship that lost control and has blocked the Suez Canal. <laughs> and now, that thing has, has, what happened? They lost control, it's blocked that. There are ship on this side, there's ships, uh, other ships on that side, they can't pass through. What happened? The entire, not the entire, they say 12% of global trade has been affected by a ship that lost control. Church, you lose control of your life. I lose control of my life if I lose control of my tongue and start talking like the world. Amen? And so, uh, if I take us back to that uh, account of Moses, so what did Moses do? Moses declared on the last miracle he did in Egypt, in Exodus chapter 12, he declared that if, if Pharaoh, Pharaoh does not let the children of Israel go, what will happen to the firstborns in Egypt? They will die. Did Moses sneak at night with an army killing all the children of, Israel, or of Egypt? No. The moment he spoke, the angel of God, angels who hearkened to the voice of God, they killed all those Egyptians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, the Passover, the Passover lamb, the blood that they applied, it gave effect to the words already spoken by Moses. And Moses then said to the children of Israel a pattern of celebrating Passover. And I want us to quickly look at Exodus 13. Let's look at Exodus 13. Um, this has something to do with us preparing ourselves for fast fruit offering this coming Sunday, which is the Passover Sunday. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 11 to 12 says, And it shall be, when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, and gives it to you, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the males shall be the Lord's. Right? So it shall be, when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is this? That you shall say to him, listen, by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, and it came to pass, listen to this, when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. Here is the point. I'm giving you a point here. As you prepare to come with your first fruit this coming Sunday, what are we talking about? We are saying God has delivered us. He said, you bring your firstborn because I, God, not your strength, but by my strength, 
I delivered you. Hallelujah. Now, I know, and you may argue with this, I know there are some groups in Nyandarwa who claim they are descended from the 12 tribes of Israel. I don't know about you. I don't say that. So uh, I wasn't, my ancestors were not in Egypt. For me, what I know is this. When the devil was stubborn about letting me go from the control of sin, from the control of poverty, from the control of COVID-19, God killed his own son. Hallelujah. God killed his son Jesus to set me free so I can celebrate that victory. If they had to sacrifice their firstborns because the Egyptians were killed, how much more should we celebrate because of what God has done for us? Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Passover story is independent story. You know, in Kenya we call it what? It's Jamhuri Day. When was it? Is it 12th of December 1963 when Kenya became what? An independent. Every nation celebrates its independence, right? Am I right about it? Now, the thing with us, we, 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 we say, I don't know, Mau Mau, uh, well, I, and I know we, we are passionate and romantic about it, but church, I was checking online, and I, I was shocked, you know. I, I have always suspected this, but here are the facts about the Mau Mau. There was a state of emergency declared in 1952 to 1960 because the Mau Mau, a group of people called the Mau Mau were causing uh, some chaos to the white settlers. And, and, and that is just about the facts that are known and that the Mau Mau killed 32 white people. Mau Mau. They killed how many? 32. Now, those are facts. 1952 to 1960, there was a state of emergency. And the Mau Mau killed 32 white people. After that, the story doesn't quite add up. And I'll tell you why. First of all, nobody knows what Mau Mau means or where it came from. You know, I, I challenge you, check, what does Mau Mau mean? The other thing is that the BBC says 10,000 Mau Maus were killed. Other accounts say 20,000 Mau Maus were killed. But the, it's, 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 expect, it's, it's suspected that 30 to 60,000 30,000 to 60,000 people died in that situation. So, if only 20 maximum, maybe, Mau Maus were killed, who are all these others who died? What did they die for? What, 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 and the British, of course, <laughs> they, they, because if, if, if you only kill 32 people, and on the other side, 60,000 people have died, is that a war or a massacre? I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that for my salvation, the facts are very clear. Jesus died to set me free. Hallelujah. I can celebrate that. I have the facts. You know, people are looking for heroes. In, in 2004, Kenya actually brought in a guy from uh, Ethiopia. 
<laughs> and they said this is one of the generals who, who was a Mau Mau general. But the man, after spending some days in Nairobi, the Ethiopian ambassador came and told him, my friend, you know it is planting season back in Ethiopia. Why don't you go and prepare your land for planting? These people are wasting your time. <laughs> because people want what? Heroes. People want to say, this is how we got our salvation. This is how we got redeemed. But the Bible says, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And when he took away sin, he took away with it death, sickness, poverty, and everything else that came with the sin in this world. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, for us, it is quite clear. Amen? For Israel, it is quite clear. God killed the firstborn of the Egyptians. As Moses declared, so it happened. For you and me in the church, it is even more clearer. His son, Jesus, was killed for us. John 1.29 says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. He overcame sin. Our first fruit offering is our celebration and declaration that we have overcome the world through Jesus. Have that in mind. I encourage you, prepare your best seed to sow this coming Sunday. This is extraordinary time. Prepare an extraordinary seed. Extraordinary times demand extraordinary seed. The kingdom of God is asking that we respond in a radical way to the environment around us. I remind you of the C.S. Mutahikawa saying, if you respond normally to the virus, it will treat you what? Abnormally. The only way to defeat the current situation is to respond radically. It's not the time for normal things. It's the time for radical response of faith, for radical words in our mouth, for radical confession that the life of God is in you and is in me, and this is the life that overcomes the world. Somebody shout amen. Revelation 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. There is your victory. There is my victory. There is the victory for this church. There is the victory for this nation and this city and actually the entire world. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. I want us to make confessions of certain scriptures. Whatever you are watching, I want you to stand on your feet. Whatever you are watching, I want you to stand up on your feet. And I want you to make these declarations of faith right now. Hallelujah. We are looking, uh, these are from the scriptures. Psalms 18, 32 says, It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. Say it. It is God who arms me with strength 
and makes my way perfect. Hallelujah. Psalms 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Can we say it together? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It is God who arms me with strength. Hallelujah. And he has become what? My light and my salvation. Amen. I'm telling you, there are no symptoms that can resist this word. This is your vitamin. I've heard people saying, do you take supplements over there? with this COVID? You take this, you take this. I'm telling you, this is a powerful vitamin. Powerful vitamins. It is God who does what? Who arms me with strength. Am I armed? Yes. With what? The strength of God. The strength of God. Amen? It doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter what I'm thinking. It doesn't matter how it looks like. I say this. Psalm 71 verse 16. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness of yours only. How will you go to work tomorrow? I will go in the strength of the Lord. Oh, they are not sanitizing in the matatus. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. Hallelujah. I am going to the marketplace, to the supermarket. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. What is that strength? Eternal life. What is that eternal life doing in me? Strengthening me. Strengthening me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There is a lockdown. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. Hallelujah. Uh, Ephesians 3, 16. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with the mind through his spirit in the inner man. Say this with me. I am strengthened with the mind through his spirit in my inner man. Hallelujah. I'm strengthened with the spirit in my inner man. Hallelujah. I am strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the last scripture I want us to look at. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, my sisters, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How will you go? In the strength of the Lord God. How is your situation? I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That might is the ability to overcome any situation. Hallelujah. The might of God. It is God who arms me with strength. It is God who arms me with strength. I will go in the strength 
of the Lord God. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Put that in your mouth right now. If you are in bed, you start talking like that. I, I, it doesn't matter how you're feeling. It doesn't matter how things look like. You start saying that. It is God who has armed me with his strength. We are not talking about your strength. We are talking about his strength. Arming you and strengthening you and destroying all opposition in your life. Hallelujah. Lift your hands for prayer. Father, we just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. For your strength. For your strength upon this church. Upon everyone watching this broadcast. Father, according to your word, we speak strength to every person. The strength to overcome every situation, every crisis that has been occasioned by this virus and the attendant issues around it. We declare to those who are struggling in their careers, in their jobs, in their workplaces, with help, I speak strength in the name of Jesus. And all as we put this word in our mouth, that you are strengthening this body, you are strengthening this community, you are strengthening every hearer, and that as we draw from the strength of God, we overcome every situation. Just as Moses spoke to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. We declare in this Passover season, COVID, let the people of God go in the name of Jesus. Let lose their finances. Let lose their health in the name of Jesus. Over this nation, we declare mighty deliverance in the name of Jesus. Over this city and over these counties that have been locked down, we declare the miraculous power and strength of God working miracles as your people confess your word, as your people act on your word. We thank you for the blood because the blood of Jesus is what seals this covenant. We give you praise and glory and honor for our deliverance in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give a shout of praise to our God. Hallelujah.